The Kramatorsk Diaries, Part 1, by Paul Conroy. Location, location, location. Why I moved to Kramatorsk in eastern Ukraine. What? You're doing what? I'm moving to Kramatorsk, I half mumbled, hoping it didn't appear quite as ridiculous out loud as it was beginning to sound in my head. What the hell for, asked my dear friend Solomir, the look of pity on her face slowly turning to one of concern. I hunted desperately for a reasonable reason, but managed only a feeble, well, it's easier to drive to the front line than from Kiev. That much was true. From Kiev to Kramatorsk and onto the front lines around Bakhmut is an epic 10-hour coffee and Red Bull frenzied drive. Plus, I've finished all the safety training, so I need to do some photography. Well, I'll starve, I said, unconvincingly. Solomir just shook her head, and although not said aloud, the word idiot drifted gently on the warm Kiev breeze and settled in my subconscious. I've been running hostile environment first aid training courses for young Ukrainian journalists and fixers across Ukraine for the past year, but now the funding has run out, along with a chunk of the wages I've still yet to see. This leaves me in the position of having to make a living as a photojournalist again. And, naturally enough, for me at least, that involves being in the east of Ukraine. Why Kramatorsk? I heard the imaginary host of one of those awful daytime TV house-buying relocation renovation shows polluting the airways ask. Well, Kirsty, I smiled saccharinely. I want something with a view, easy access to work and cheaper rents than Kiev. How exciting, the imaginary Kirsty tells the camera. We think we've found you just that place. Cut to exterior shot, Kramatorsk, night. It's hard to take in the building due to the total darkness, but it's a Soviet-era housing block located in a square of identical Soviet-era housing blocks on the outskirts of the Soviet-era city of Kramatorsk. I turned to Katie, an American journalist on the same worker-starved mission I'd teamed up with, and together we'd just driven the ten hours from Kiev. Katie had arranged the apartment via a friend in Odessa, who had fled Kramatorsk when the full-scale invasion happened in February last year. It was midnight and barely a light shone this close to the front line, when a flash of a torch flickered in the doorway. That must be Katya and Ruslan, the neighbours, said Katie, hopefully. It was and a Soviet-era couple shuffled out of the building and greeted us warmly. Ruslan had a litre of water, a handful of weird vegetables, and a cigarette dangling out between his lips. Ruslan took Casey's rucksack, and we entered the building. It's on the ninth floor, said Katie nervously. The tension was palpable as we eyed the elevator. Ruslan, and the elevator again. He walked straight past leaving me to fight through the dense wave of despair oozing from Katie's inner being. To cut a long climb short, we made her up the 18 flights of oddly spaced stairs to the apartment and Ruslan let us in. We chatted with him for five minutes in Russian, which was interesting as neither Katie nor I understood or spoke Russian before he left us gasping for breath and slightly bewildered in the hallway. Dumping our bags, we explored the flat, Three large rooms, a bathroom, a kitchen and a toilet. After a few minutes, Katie returned to the kitchen, where I was still recovering from the ascent. 
There's no sink, she said. What do you mean, no sink? Exactly that, no sink. We examined the flat forensically, going from room to room like a SWAT unit. Clear, no sink. Then onto the next room. Nothing but the tiny sink in the kitchen. We examined the bathroom meticulously for clues that a sink had once been present. Nothing. Maybe the Russians had it, I proffered. They do like that kind of thing. Fuck knows, replied Katie, looking slightly alarmed. Which way is east? I checked the compass on my phone. The back of the flat is to the east. Bakhmut is 30 miles that way. I nodded. Maybe we should turn off all the lights. We're in the tallest building in Kramatorsk and glowing like a lighthouse in direct line of sight of Russian positions. Good point, I said, quickly killing the lights. Ten minutes later, we sat in the kitchen, pondering the concept of the missing sink over a shot of brandy. Welcome to our new home, I said, raising a glass as the ominous rumble of air defence rocket launchers drifted across the night. (laughs) 